And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host that loves to smile the most. I'm back, y'all. And you know what? I want y'all to sit back, relax, turn it up, and check this out. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's your favorite homegirl, E. Reed, your favorite host who loves to smile the most. I'm back with another episode of Binge and Rewind. This is an episode that's going to talk about the Amazon series that is on right now. It is available if you have Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It is called Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. And let me tell y'all something. This is one of the first... Um, this is one of the first docu-series that I believe I have ever seen that tells the story of Ted Bundy from a completely different perspective when speaking for the victims and the survivors by the hands of Ted Bundy and his in his murderous ways. Like when I tell you this man was was more than what we probably have ever been told the depth and description that these women and the and and the and law enforcement talk about in their dealings with Bundy and their interactions with him and the the girlfriend that his longtime girlfriend who also had a little girl who was like as by the time he by the time Bundy killed the girl and the little girl in Florida the little 12 year old girl by the time he killed her, his longtime girlfriend was around the same age as that little girl. Like, there was even an, an, like, the first victim isn't even the first victim that we have been known to hear about in all of the other docuseries and documentaries when it comes to Ted Bundy. There was actually a completely, not completely, but there was a there was a woman who never came out because she never wanted to be perceived as the victim. And all of her injuries are life-sustained injuries. Like, there is no get back. Like, she has 40% of her vision. She gets, she has ringing in her ear. Like, um, the, what he did to her, like he, she was just complete practice. She was complete practice. These people described Ted Bundy as, you know, him, of course, coming off as the nice guy that we see on, you know, from all the footage that we have on film it, with him being in the courtroom and, and dealing with all, you know, dealing with people in the public eye and dealing with the media. But then there's, there's been known from these, from these testimonies from these women that there was just something about him. Like there was like this vacant look, like it was like he, something switched in him, you know, like I didn't even know Ted Bundy had a little brother and hung out with his little brother. And on one of the days that he murdered a woman or a couple of women, he was with his little brother earlier that day because they were on a vacation camping out in the mountains or something like that and he sent his little brother home and his brother says that he feels that the reason why his uh, why Ted sent him home was because he felt this itch so that you know he could go feel this need to go murder somebody because he he describes a moment 
where Ted started to look off into the distance and his little brother was looking at him from, you know, from the side view along his profile and along his jaw jawline and everything. And he was just in a gaze. And he feels like this was the like his his brother Ted never shortened one of their trips before, so he couldn't really pinpoint like why was why is he doing it now, and why is he doing it now? And all of a sudden he gets sent home, and now we have these murders. Like Ted Bundy practiced. It was almost like he pre like he pre premeditated every murder that he did because it was like he would practice he would go to like you know how how uh baseball players go to the batting cages it was like he was going to the batting cages and he was practicing before he actually decided to take on an actual victim and it would almost be like a bonus you know what i mean like if he picked a woman and she was able to get away then he would just go find another woman like there was one lady who talked about she they they were at a play like they were in a play or something like that and they were in the auditorium and he had approached her and asked her to help him with something and he was like she said well I'm gonna go get some men to come and help you and he said and he was like no 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 you don't need to get any men to come help me it's okay and she decided to so she goes back in the auditorium because she didn't get close enough for him to be able to do anything and so she goes back in the auditorium she says something to an adult and a, the guy he goes outside and there's nothing else heard about it or anything like that and then at the end of the the program the there was a 17 year old girl who went outside and the woman who saw him originally saw him in the auditorium and seen him leave at the same time when the 17 year old girl left and that is that is one of his victims that didn't make it that died. So because he couldn't get the other woman, he tried to go after the he went after and found another victim. Like this man was so calculated and so ingenious to where it is frighteningly frighteningly scary to even Accept the concept that our brains are able to function in that capacity to where you can demonstrate and display an entire different personality and in human to chosen few that you want to demonstrate that personality too and then as soon as you get an itch you flip the switch and you turn into somebody else i'm talking about the way some of these women describe their the the survivors the way that they describe some of these, their interactions with them like it was almost like meeting the hulk you know what i mean it was like a true dr jekyll and mr hyde kind of a thing and that is really scary because i'm pretty sure if there are any, you know, abuse survivors that are listening to me right now and, you know, I'm speaking from my own experience, too. There is there is a blanket like like hollow stare 
and look on their faces when they switch and turn. It is almost if you, it is unrecognizable. Hey, y'all ever seen that movie Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves and Shirley Theron? Like, let me tell you something. Like, their scene where the, um, where they was at the, uh, the Shirley Theron and the, her girlfriends or her alleged new girlfriends were over there trying on clothes and stuff, trying on lingerie. And as they were trying on lingerie, lingerie, um, Charlize Theron, she looked over today's the, them ladies and they whole face like morphed up and switched up into like demons or something like that. And let me tell you from my own experience, I have seen that in people. I have seen that in someone. I have literally seen them go from one stage to another in the matter of milliseconds. Like when I tell you it, ha it happens faster than me snapping my finger. Like it's that quick. Like it's that quick. And let me tell y'all, like if you have if you have any interest, if you are interested in 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 law or just fascinated by the Ted Bundy whole story and how he was able to be two different people and sometimes even three different people in in one sitting, you know, in one encounter, like you will definitely want to watch this. You know, it's on Amazon Prime. It is definitely worth the watch. I think there's only about like, I think there's six or seven episodes and it's very detailed. It's very fast paced. There's nothing like they have different people that they're interviewing. And when I tell you it is, it is very enlightening to see this point of view because I think that there have been many documentaries and docuseries on the topic of Ted Bundy and they touch a little bit from the victim's perspective but they but it's never been in depth as to what we are seeing even in the in in the idea that they made a connection that he started doing these killings around the time where uh, women's liberation was on the rise. You know, women were able to to get, you know, um, go after their dreams and be a career woman. And but yet the men were, you know, still, you know, a little butt hurt at the fact that the women don't want to be, you know, a second second class citizen kind of a thing. You know, we still kind of go through that today. You know what I mean? But um, I'm saying all that to say the fact that some this director and the producers and, and, the, and, and the researchers were able to find this connection in the timing that in the early 70s when women's lib was on the rise and had many breakthroughs, especially in the workplace, here you had a man who was de who was determined to go after women who would possibly, and this is even said in the docuseries, that they would have been able to make a difference in the world. That says a lot. Like, a lot. Okay? And the fact that he was able to manipulate these women to the point where, you know, even... There was a woman interviewer and she's seen on many docu documentaries because they use the footage of it. And when she went to go interview Ted Bundy when at one of the moments when he was arrested and he was in the jail and she said, looking back on that 20, you know, looking back on it when it was done 20, 30 years ago, she said that she 
gets angry with herself because she can see even in her own interactions with him, she would kind of like have a little smile on her face or, you know, and it's that, of course, was to make him feel comfortable so he would open up. But just in the fact that she was engaging with him in that kind of a way just made her feel something, you know? So when I tell y'all go watch this, even if you're not interested in the Ted Bundy thing, just to hear... Just to hear from the perspective of the victims, I mean, from the the victims' families and the survivors and the actual brother of Ted Bundy up until, like, you know, his execution and when he decided to start singing like a bird and telling where all the bodies were buried and who he had murdered. and Because the, they say he confessed to 30 murders. The, po the law enforcement has only been able to identify 20 of them officially. And then we don't even know what the real true number is of how many women he actually did kill. Like that is really scary, you know, but it makes you, it does make you, I hope I'm saying all that to say, and I want to encourage y'all to watch this because I feel like it gives you an insight on the psyche and what can happen with people and what we never know what a person is thinking, what they're able to do. Cause let me tell you something. I don't put none past nobody given the opportunity and depending on, you know, their own moral compass, I don't put none past nobody. You know, I didn't seen and been through some things. So I'm just saying is is you just never know. You just really never know. And to and to hear it from this point of view, I appreciate it. And I'm glad that it's available for us to be able to watch it. And I encourage y'all to watch it. Go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Like each episode is maybe about like 45 minutes or so. So it, it's a good show to really just binge and rewind and, you know, pause when you got to go to the bathroom or whatever the case is, you know, that all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you a nerd like me or you are in, interested in, 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 you know, crime stories and things like that, then this, this, this for you. This this whole review and, and 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 encouragement to go watch it like this. I'm talking to you, okay? I'm talking to you, all right? But that's all I got for y'all. I just wanted to give y'all a little bit on that. I am E. Reed. This is Benjamin Rewind. We talking about the Ted Bundy series on Amazon Prime. That is called Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. And when I and let me tell you, like it starts off with you getting the insight and understanding of his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, and how she was with him for at one point. I know they 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 mark it at four years, and when they started investigating, thinking that it might be Ted, and she she really just didn't want to believe it. She really just didn't want to believe it when all the telltale signs are in front of her. The writing is literally on the wall. And then she talks about her dreams that she had after the fact and what her subconscious was having her dream. Like y'all got to that part right there. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but let me tell you, watch it. Just watch it. Watch it. Send me a message. Send me a, a, um, a, 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 
a message, an email, a comment, anything. If you listen to me on YouTube, on Reality TV, or if you listen to me on Spotify, make sure you send me an email or something with your comments about the whole thing at realityradio at gmail.com. So, you know, just let me know because when you talk, I talk back. All right. But let me get up off here. I didn't say it a lot. And I hope you guys go watch it. This is E. Reed. I'm going to talk to y'all later. Love you. Bye.